Hello, welcome one and all to the Yawning Owlbear. My name is Mark Walring, and I am your host. So pull up a chair, pour a mug, and swap some stories. Ah uh, yes, stories, because that's where all adventures begin, right? Well, before I begin, let me first say this is my first recording. Um, I really am good at this as of yet, but uh, just bear with me if I do something stupid, if I embarrass myself. Uh, first, I'd like to give a shout-out to Glenn Holstrom over at Old Man Grognard Radio, uh, and to also uh, Colin Green of Spike Pit. If you have not checked out any of their podcasts, do so. It's a lot of great material. Uh, I'd like to thank both of these gentlemen for both listening to their podcasts and a lot of the insight and helpful wisdom that they have given me to uh peruse myself into this as well and uh without further ado let's see where should i begin um i guess i could give a little bit of background on myself uh let's see i'm north carolina native uh, i'd say in my start again my feet went into the hobby began sometime in the early 90s, mid-90s. Now, as far as a start, it was more of a notice into the hobby. At first, I didn't even know what Dungeons & Dragons actually even was at the point. Um, most of the information I gathered was from comic books, in particular Dark Horse and Marvel comic books. I would notice the occasional flyer in the back describing some of the Dark Horse, uh, not the Dark Horse, um, the Dungeons and Dragons games, mostly PC gaming. Uh, not so much the tabletop. At first glance, I didn't know what to expect of it. Uh, I thought, okay, so it's just something that you roll dice, play paper and pencil, and that was it. Uh, looking at it, it didn't look like something that would probably interest me much. Uh, if you can understand, this was like early 90s, mid-90s, and at the time, video games was pretty much my biggest craze. Uh, if you were growing up back then, that's pretty much what you were doing as a kid. Um, I don't think there was much of a time that I wasn't going to one of my friend's houses and playing either like Nintendo, Sega, or the PlayStation, which was my biggest uh, time spent on. <clears throat> uh, then came late 2000s when I started to hear more into it, and by 2012, I had started working for a retail company uh, batteries and bulbs uh, working about a year into there around 2013 I had met a co-worker who had gotten me into the hobby and started explaining to me what all it entailed and invited me to have a sit-down visit with his group at uh, the time when I went there, you talk about awkward, very first time sitting down watching this game played. Uh, I don't want to say I didn't feel comfortable. It's just, I don't know, you meet new people that you don't know, and, and it's like uh, you stay quiet most of the time, which usually when I meet new people, I tend to stay quiet and keep to myself. 
So watching it played, the more I watched it played, I got interested in it real quick. Um, pretty much the very first foray I saw was, I believe it was a rogue, a bard, and an orc barbarian were trying to make their way into a tower. Now, uh, the orc barbarian was played by one of my better, good friends as of now to this day still, even though he lives in Florida. Uh trying to smash through the doorway while guards are shooting at him with art with archery arrows from the top of the tower making strength checks failing him and then eventually took an arrow to the head and it got instantly killed pretty much at that start i was okay maybe there's just more to this than just paper and pencil and just some dice and i had no idea how much the imagination could just be a gateway for a hobby to just bring in just fun and then interacting with other people. That was also the upside to it as well. So the very first book I purchased at the time was the D and D 3.5 book player's handbook, uh, back in 2013. Um, Created my first character, and immediately, uh, granted, first thing I want to say about 3rd edition is, I don't hate 3rd edition, it, it's one I cut my teeth on, and moving on into 3.75, which was what we referred to from Pathfinder, which was the main uh, game that my group had played up until about 2014-2015, um, I cut my teeth on it. I liked it as a player, and eventually down the road as a player, you get the wanting to play as a DM, and for those of you who've listened probably to my email to Glenn Holstrom on uh, Old Man Grognard Radio, uh, I did not care much for DMing with 3rd Edition. By the time, my first time DMing a 3rd Edition campaign... I was getting burnt out fast at level eight players. And I know even with all the feats and everything, I literally had to try to cheat. Not with just saving throws, hit points and uh, abilities and such and gear, but I had to literally cheat with skills that normal monsters didn't even have just to even pose a threat. Now, of course, Mr. Holstrom said that, that's not just any addition to D&D, which I agree. But for this one, it's just once you start putting a whole bunch of abilities and the, the guy who introduced me to this hobby would disagree with me horribly, being that he's a big three-point, uh, third-edition uh, supporter, which I don't dog him on that. I mean, it is what it is, but I'm telling you, playing third-edition from a player standpoint, moving on into a DM standpoint, it is a crunchy numbers crunchy game uh i i got burnt out on it quick for about a first week of playing it i said you know what? i i just can't do this let me try something different which then brings me into coming a fifth edition now before i move into that you may ask well, what about fourth edition did you ever try that let me just say this. 
long story short, I don't know what the heck Wizards of the Coast was thinking when they came out with this. Now, if you're a proponent of 4th edition, that's you. Kudos to you. But looking back at it now, I think Captain Courageous, which is one of the major YouTubers that I watch when it comes to D&D reviews and classics, uh, if you have not seen his channel, check it out. That's Cap, C-A-P-T, Courageous, C-O-R-A-J-U-S. Uh, he put it pretty much bluntly. When the players pretty much become like the Energizer Bunny and they cannot be stopped, something is definitely broken. The combats, the way they are carried out in this edition, how should I put it? It's like you have no risk of expenditure, especially if you immediately get all your abilities back after each fight. Which makes no sense. Healing surges, I mean, practically just about any bit of damage you did to a player that was huge amounts of damage that should kill up a group outright is just quickly just healed at the end of the fight. And they get those healing surges back quick. All in all, the first time that I learned a fourth edition, and I asked my group, why did we not transition into this? And this was before I even knew what the heck fourth edition was. After I watched it played, I was just wondering, what the heck is this? And pretty much this was like a tab a taboo discussion with my group. You had some who was a, well, if you're talking about the modules. If you want to bring in modules, that's fine. But as far as actual gameplay, we don't do that here. This was pretty much like a taboo of risk of shunning if you even made the actual uh, accusation of wanting to just play it. Which, I never bought any of the 4th edition books with the exception of some that were just modules. If it was an adventure, hey, you can convert that. But as far as 4th edition goes, we never touched it. Like I said, if you like it, your cup of tea, hey, more power to you, man. But looking at it, especially when you listen to the Acquisitions Incorporated podcast uh, back in the early days with uh, um, Chris Perkins, even when he says that an earlier rendition of D&D and doesn't even refer to it as fourth edition, you know that you have done something horribly wrong. And this was released into 5th edition. Or as uh, we had learned at the time when it was coming out was D&D Next. Honestly, I did not know what to expect with this at the time. Uh, most everybody around my neighborhood, which first let me say, I live not in a totally rural era, but there's more farmland than what there actually is town. I'll just put it that much in. Probably there's like one or two actual gaming shops that have groups of people that are close by. Uh, used to be one place down the block from me, but that area, that business only lasted for about, God, I think the, the moment when it actually came to, it's probably about three, was about three or four months and then towards the end of the year, the whole entire store just closed up. 
But the vast majority, there's like only two major game stores nearby where I live at, but it's like a 20-minute drive just to go out to those places. And the vast majority of most people who are there just play card games, you know, Magic the Gathering, um, what have you. And uh, which occasionally there's one store that does have uh, a weekly uh, D&D gathering or I think it was basically on Wednesdays. It was like just nothing but just tabletop and D&D, whatever you had, like Call of Cthulhu, uh, some of the Warhammer tabletops were being played. And uh, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, so 5th edition, as it was known as D&D Next at the time, was coming out. I didn't know what to expect with this, so I bought or printed out from friends, some of the starter material. And so far, first, I liked what I saw. A lot of the stuff that was complicated with the previous third edition was simplified. It was easy to understand. There was not a whole lot of actual additional modifiers and stuff that you had to add for feats and whatnot. As a matter of fact, feats wasn't even so much added into this game as it was in the previous game. Third edition had feats out the wazoo. Not that I hate customization, but I'm a simple guy. I like simple things. If you give me way too much to actually customize something, then it becomes overpowering, intimidating, and I just don't want anything to do with it. Not that I don't like it, but it's great for some. For others, it's more than what I need. And, uh, since playing the 5th edition, um, I liked it. Most of my group liked it. And pretty much within about a full year's time, most group gaming groups around town that I knew predominantly played 5th edition. Now, I will say on the downside when it comes to 5th edition, pretty much anything that I look up on Google for any other version that is not 5th edition pretty much just comes up as 5th edition. That is one major annoyance that I will point out with this. As far as a game goes, it's a great mechanic. It works well. It's simple. It's easy to understand regardless of what some of the old grognards say. Uh, all due respect to you, Mr. Holstrom, not saying that you, you know what you're talking about. But uh, overall, as a for playing it as a DN's perspective, I would say, yes, it's a good one to start off with if you're beginning into the hobby and want something that's easy to understand. That doesn't mean that you can't apply some of the OSR uh, rules litigation, as in you can't just make up your own rules on the fly. You can introduce that. Uh, the game does guide you into certain rules that uh, make it easier to understand how, well, for one, grappling, which was simplified. Uh, the CMB and CMD, the third edition, honestly, <clears throat> I thought was, I didn't really have much of a problem with it, but the buddy that had introduced me to the hobby, uh, he hated grappling with third edition. And then pretty much looking back at some of the old OSR games, it baffles me that grappling has not been fixed or has had nothing done with it. I can't find really a more coherent grappling mechanic other than Castles and Crusades, 
siege system, which for those of you who have not tried Castles and Crusades, like I said in one of my emails to uh, Old Man Grognard, I cannot praise that system enough. It's, it pretty much ranks up there along with, I would say, after trying into the OSR hobby now, uh, <clears throat> Basic Fantasy, Castles Crusades, and the new system that I am trying out for the very first time, getting more deeper into the older genre, is Blue Home. Uh, so far, I've got one group running for Saturdays. Uh, haven't been able to do much this week with Blue Home, but due to having jury duty recently, and for those of you who have never sat through that, that is probably the most boring thing I could ever think of somebody having to sit through. But it was only four days, and I'm free now, thankfully, on a Friday that I'm off. <clears throat> and uh, no, I would I consider myself a grognar, but the OSR, it's a door that's open to me, and I'm now going to try to give it a shot and see what all it's like. And so far, I'm liking what I see. I've had one game so far, and I had pretty much a blast. Uh, I could go in more detail before it if you wish. Um, at this point, I think I'm going to wrap up the cast. And uh, probably didn't get to talk about as much as what I wanted to. But if anybody had any questions or comments, um, you can email me at theyawningalbear at gmail.com. Um, uh, type me some questions. I'll read them out on the air, and uh, I can go from there. Um, if there's anything else specifically that you would like to ask, just let me know. And uh, until next time, friends, keep the stories coming.